everyone, and welcome to a um podcast from an, a podcast from a galaxy far, far away. Even though technically the show that we're about to discuss doesn't have that in anywhere. Yes, we're going to be talking about Mandalorian season two, so there will be a spoiler alert thing coming up. But of course, you got me, Zinger, and I'm Ellie, and I'm Berggrew. Ah, nice and kind of spoilery, but. After Ellie is done vicious attacking her her mic, I think that was too far away. um, Okay. So I think what we're gonna do is this. Here's here's how I want to do this. I want to do a quick like, did you like it? Yay or nay? The whole season. Oh, okay. Then we're gonna take a pause for a moment, so that if anyone doesn't want to have spoilers, so then we're free to talk about it. Me and Eric can discuss the new Sword Boy in Smash Brothers. And Ellie can sit there and discuss the new Sword Boring Smash Brothers. Well, and I have I have housekeeping notes. Oh, okay. And Ellie has housekeeping notes. So then we will get back and discuss Season 2 of The Mandalorian. So, um, I uh, guess with me, yay, I, I, I love this season. I, I do, I, I don't know why, and this is something I've just, as I've been thinking about it more, I mean, if you've listened to Knights of Vader, I talk about... Star Wars stuff every week, and I've talked about every episode, so this is a more overview for me. Um, Ellie and Eric very haven't gotten a chance to discuss it on podcasts, to the best of my knowledge. So, there is that. We've always hinted at stuff here and there during this. But, um, the only thing that I, as I've thought about it, I, I miss Krill. I, I miss, I, because yeah. I, they didn't try to replace him, which I'm happy with, but at the same time, I miss this very stoic character that, that was just kind of <laughs> there. The, the I have spoken. I, I miss that in this season, but then again, yeah, it, it, it the, the the season had a lot going on, and it had I a different I, feel to it. It, it did, it did, yeah. it did. It it had the let's pitch five shows and have them <laughs> interspersed into here. Overall, though, I enjoyed it. I have no clue where we're going with it after this. So, um, overall, thumbs up for me. Um, I guess season se- season two has a better um continuation, but I think season one has a better story. Like to, to get to get me hooked, if that makes any sense. So, that's my very jaded opinion. Ellie, you're up. Um, yes. I mean, I <laughs> <laughs> concise. <laughs> uh, of course, I I loved it. So, um, I continue to love this show. The reveals of some of the characters were pretty freaking awesome. Um. I thought they did them right. Like it was obvious. You wouldn't really have to say who they were if you were if you're fans of just Star Wars in general. It's kind of pretty obvious who they were for each one. Um, and we'll talk about the end one and once other we're ones. In, yes, once we're in the um, spoiler section. But as far as the show overall, like I kind of mentioned just a second ago, it did have a different feel to it. Uh, but I mean, I. I didn't mind it. Um, I think most people with shows that are really awesome, they really love those initial first seasons and, and, you know, are very special to their hearts. So sometimes the second season doesn't seem as endearing. But I I, I still liked this one. It had the characters in it that were still alive that I, <laughs> that I cared for were still making appearances to where it wasn't like the main focus and you had to have them in every episode. But they were still in there enough to... To go, oh, yay, they're back in this episode. Um, But I thought it brought enough new stuff to the table to, you know, keep my interest. And and definitely I want to know, you know, what's coming next. So I liked it overall. It was good. All right, Berg, 
You are up some. Um, cool. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was one of my favorite seasons of any show ever. Not just, I mean, Mandalorian has too, but I mean, it was just like from the first episode to the finale, just I could not wait. Um, and I love the first season, obviously, Hook, Line, and Sinker, I got, I got in from episode one. But I don't remember feeling as anxious for the next episode to come last season. Like I was totally mm. just like when it was Friday, it was it was like, okay, avoid the internet and then I had my ritual <laughs> where I would make lunch and I would eat it. And then as soon as I did, I mean I was I was there, I was absorbed, and I just uh oh, I loved it. That was a great season. And uh yeah, it was it was very cool. Like it's Eight thumbs up from me. Eight <laughs> thumbs up. That's yes. sir. That is too many thumbs. Um, we we. I have you been hanging I out near the you. near the Springfield nuclear power you. plant? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back. I mean, we're we're gonna keep talking, but we'll be back with the Mandalorian discussion in a moment. Um, we do have some housekeeping stuff to discuss. Um, Ellie, do you want to start with your stuff first? No. You, you 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 said you had housekeeping stuff. Yeah, I did. I'm sorry, this was stronger than I thought it was going to be. Uh, Ellie got, for the holidays, <laughs> a um, box of, like, chocolate candy with um, liquor in it. Oh, my gosh. Those things are delicious. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. she is currently... I don't know how to say this one. Is it Sebeski? Sure. I, I don't know. I, I have no clue. No well, clue. There's that one. And, oh, it's um, vodka? Yeah. That... I mean, it is, like... It's filled to the brim. It's pretty. Um... Yeah, they're, they're they're chocolate shots. And then, Cointro. Are you gonna get drunk on this episode <laughs> eating chocolate? <laughs> no, I just had two. I wanted to try them. That's enough for you. It only took you. me four years for you to buy me one of these sets. <sighs> um, so and I'm building. Um, I'm trying to actually build the the Tokyo, um, architecture yeah. Japan, Lego set while we're here. I will discuss a Lego set I built, but yep. I'll do that later. And then lastly, this is more for Eric. Um, I finally played... Oh, this is the housekeeping you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, never, never mind, this all makes sense now. Yes. So I finally actually played, played the demo for Dragon Quest Builders 1. Nice. And I bought it for my PlayStation, and I've been playing it, enjoying it. Awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, first, you said first one, right? Yes. Yeah, the first one. Nice. Awesome. Very cool. Yes, very cool. it's very fun. And I was always hesitant to play it because I'm not a big Minecraft person just because right. I like more structure. And mm -hmm. I didn't realize I should listen to you because I'm probably sure you, you told me. Go listen but... to the episode. I have no clue off the top of my head. I'm <laughs> I know. Sure there I'm sure he said it. Um, but I like that it's this is more like it tells you what to do and what to build yeah. and kind of and kind of directs you a little bit so that if people that want that i have it it's more quest related so i'm really enjoying it good i'm glad yeah no that's me like i i'm like you i'm not the biggest minecraft fan but i like this because it's like when you build a structure it's not like oh i'm just building it like you can build it and then that that levels you up like you get right. experience from from making buildings so it's like oh i have a purpose for making a building like this or that or constructing this or doing it this way and then it's kind of fun just to have that little freedom of like oh i'll, I'll kind of structure it like this so well and it's uh, kind of neat so, that absolutely. it like brings people like more people come to your town as you build yeah. more things and so it's it's pretty fun and i do recommend like i mean you'll probably want to take a break but uh even enjoying the first one the second one um i'm not sure how, how far are you into the 
the quest. I'm you... only in chapter one. Like I just leveled my little my little village up to level two, and cool. I just used the portal for the first time. So gotcha. Then I won't say what I was going to say. It's <laughs> actually kind of spoilery. So okay. And it was talking. It was talking about the, the second game. So I will I will stop it there. But I'm glad you're liking it, and I look forward to hearing more about uh, your your time with it. Yes, sir. <laughs> um. So. In in Smash Brothers news, oh, in in Smash Brothers news, on the seventh day of December of Christmas, um, Nintendo gave to us. I don't I don't know if that's the actual date. I'm just saying this off the top of my head to make another pun that I'm gonna ruin immediately. <laughs> uh, we got Sephiroth, so yeah. we got us another Sword Boy, and um, I I I don't know. I mean, you you you've got your finger more on the pulse than I do of Nintendo uh, fanboys and everything. I think the hatred for Sword Boys might have been, like, taken back for a second when this was announced. It, totally. I I have seen very few people go, oh, another Sword Boy. I think it just hit people. So here's the precedent for why I think it shocked people so much. Um, Cloud, uh, so the whole thing with Smash Ultimate was everyone is here. And apparently Cloud was, like, one of the holdouts. Like, apparently the negotiations with Square Enix were just so rough and we're so back and forth apparently cloud was almost the one thing that didn't even uh get in which would completely ruin the whole every everything is here yeah or everyone is here and so and then notoriously he has like the spirit was which is like of his artwork as opposed to any other spirits he's got two songs with his level um it's very bare bones and that's just because with anything square enix is just very stingy and very protective of their copyright and they have weird stuff with their copyright uh so people were like, you know, this is probably the only Final Fantasy VII stuff we'll get. The other Final Fantasy, if, they, if Square Enix got any other support, it would probably be from another game or a different Final Fantasy. So I don't think anyone saw it coming. And then when it's the villain of Final Fantasy VII, you know, arguably one of the most infamous video game villains of all time, I think people were just so excited, whether they were Final Fantasy fans or not. That um, I, I definitely think that whole Sword Boy, anti Sword Boy uh, sentiment kind of kind of went back for a bit. Yay! Um, I mean, I'm I'm kind of indifferent to a lot of care to to a lot of the fan base with Smash Bros. I just like playing it. I need to right. get back into it more because I have fallen off the my 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 um horse on that because I went fallen off the Smash wagon. I did because oh. I went to go <laughs> I went to go play it earlier and I was just like, oh, I'll just have Quinn go pick out some amiibos because I have the you know the the amiibos yeah. and everything. And um, she picked Peach and I forgot never have Peach in a game. Because I don't know why Peach is... I, I am awful against Peach. <laughs> Especially the Amiibo for some reason. But uh, no, it, it, it took, took me a little bit to kind of get... I had to play as Corrin for a little bit to get my to, to get my um, confidence back up and everything. Because Corrin's one of my mains. The But I, but that's Sword Girl because I play as the female version of Corrin since <laughs> it's... Whatever. But no, I mean, I, I play as Sephiroth a little bit. Um, I... I... I, I like to say he's a sword boy, but at the same time, it's just he has a sword. I don't really see it as a huge advantage to him from what I've played personally. I know Eric's probably gonna be like, "No, you're you're wrong," and here's five reasons why. <laughs> um, on on um on whatever cracked or whatever website you're you're writing for now. Um, but no, I mean I I, I enjoyed the character. I like his ultimate. I like him being in the game and everything. Um, I am not used to hearing him in Japanese, so that's weird to me. 
because uh, and, and, and it's the same same thing with cloud too every now and then they'll say something i'm like oh wait that's right they're not the they're, they're not the american actors form so no it was super cool right. i'm excited um we've got three more left on this season is three or four yes three okay three, um, more, three more characters uh left so um steve yeah. i was completely indifferent to so i i've I've, I've, I've got hope for the future still on this. Um, also, as a quick side note, I know we're probably going to discuss this. We're going to discuss more about get Eric's opinion. But um, officially, the Dragon Ball Z Fighters Pass is done. And the last two yeah. were Baby, Super Baby, or whatever they're referring to him as from GT. And, of course, Gogeta, Super Saiyan 4 from GT. So that's interesting. Yeah, but That's a completely is, different uh, discussion. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, and as someone who's not, a, who's never watched GT, I just, I'm like, okay, cool. It's these characters. It's, it's at least it's like someone who kind of like at least a, like a villain, like who's a little bit different. But then it's like, oh, it's another version of Goku, kind of in a way. So, Tell you what, we might do a like Patreon discussing some of that stuff at, at some cool. other point. So, because I, I, I want to say it's a great full episode, but it is. Discussing Dragon Ball Z and the fighter and stuff is I'm out. <laughs> there, there, there. There's one reason, and two, it's it, it's really weird, and I feel like it's better for a Patreon discussion. Anyways, yeah. Sephiroth, your thoughts immediately n- n- negate mine. Go for it, Berg. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think he's super cool. Um, it was the first time. So his reveal was at the Game Awards, and we knew we only found out that morning that there was going to be a reveal. For a smash character that night and so i was like oh you know so our friends over on the secret levels discord mm-hmm. we were gonna watch it live together and it started at seven o'clock that night 7 p.m eastern and i was like oh you know what I, and i i was i had to go um, do something and i was like you know what i'm gonna be back just a few minutes late uh i, I won't miss anything well sure enough i'm like i'm getting back and i look down and i see our our buddy riku just go in all caps it's Sephiroth. And I'm like, I thought it was a joke. I'm like, haha, yeah, right, Sephiroth's new character. And then I go to Google and I type in Sephiroth Smash, and just it, Twitter is just blowing up. And I'm like, oh, oh my god. And I'm and I'm very mad that of all the reveals, that was one I missed because it was a very, very cool reveal trailer. He killed um, Mario. He did. He he essentially killed Mario through his overalls, and. Uh, that sounded really dirty. That sounded really dirty. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing over the pants stuff. Yeah, wait, that sounds good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think he was cool. I haven't had too much of a chance to play him because um, it. Ha- I mean, it wasn't that long ago since we recorded, and uh, uh, we haven't. I mean, we, I think we've had one Smash night since then with our our Friday night. Have we? Piles. Yeah, because there was there was the Friday. They had the before. one that you weren't invited to. It, it might have been because the last Friday was Christmas. And I didn't think anyone would be playing, so that's... so so that Friday. Yeah, that was that's a whole other thing. Basically, that one we we tr- a couple people got on late and were like, "Eh, let's try it." And Nintendo servers because every person who got a new 3ds or uh, Switch or games were trying to download. Yeah, it took and stuff. So their online was just like crap in the bed, It took so. me forever to download the Borderlands games because of course I now own them on the Switch cuz my <sighs> my my pact in life is to own Borderlands <laughs> on, on every, everything. Yeah. It it is available yeah. for. So I'm so almost I, done. So up, yeah, so now we ended up just uh we were just on chat instead. But yeah, we tried that. But I guess it was the Friday before during that smash. He wasn't yeah. available. Was he available? I, I don't remember when he came out. That, that's the thing. So, yes, he was, he was available. Um, it, well, what it was was that day before, that Thursday before, Sakurai gave his presentation about him. 
and he announced that it was the 22nd or the 23rd that he was coming out, but they had that special Sephiroth boss battle thing, which is really cool. And if you could beat him, then you could unlock him early. Oh, so yeah, I completely missed all menu. that. Yeah, no, the, on the main menu, it was like called the Sephiroth challenge and you could go in and fight him on like an easy, medium or hard mode. And I beat him on easy mode. I unlocked him, but I'm like, I got to do it the other ways. So I beat him on medium on medium and he was, he was a lot harder. And then, uh, hard mode was just ridiculous. And I lucked out, uh, I knocked him off stage and then I, I got a charged, uh, cannonball from Bowser Jr. off and it knocked him off the platform. It was, it was one of those HP battles. And I was like, Oh wow. I was able to even not have to knock him down to zero HP. I just didn't give him a way to get back to the stage. So uh, I lucked out on that, but yeah, I did it. All right. So on that note, I think this is a plenty of time for anyone who has, um, who does not want to hear spoilers from Mandalorian <laughs> to have tuned out yeah. now. So, um, I guess let's get into this. Um, so season two, episode, I, I, I don't want to do episode by episode discussions. I just kind of want to do everyone's highlights and, you know, favorite moment, unless you guys want to do episode by episode discussions. Cause some of the, there, there are a few weaker episodes in my opinion than others, but that's, that's a, like I said, I've already discussed all this on Knights of Air, So if you want to hear my real critiques, go there. Um, I loved the first episode of this season. I loved how they opened it. I loved how it it was it was a great first episode. It was great to get out of the gate. It brought a lot of Star Wars mythos back in. It introduced us to some new slash kind of returning characters because uh, Carvamp, the sheriff, did appear in the Aftermath trilogy books. Yeah. So this was kind of his screen debut, but he's existed in the universe prior to that. So I thought it was a great way to start the series, and I I, I just instantly was like fell in love with everything they they they, they did in that episode. I don't know, um, Eric or Ellie, what did you think of the first episode? What was was it was it a great? I mean, I, I think we're all going to say yes. It's a great way to start it, but I don't know. Opinions, mm-hmm. Ellie, you first. Oh, I mean, I've told you before, Justin, that, you know, I, for me to, like, dig, I'd have to do, like, a whole episode breakdown of each one to really get specific. I I liked it, yes. I thought it was neat. And, you know, him teaming up with him and the whole question about the the armor and, you know, it was was really fun and, and interesting to watch it. So, yeah, I did like it a lot. And um, it's Timothy Oliphant, the character. I mean, the actor, right? Yes. Okay. Unless you're in the unless you're in some sort of animal universe, and he's Timothy Elephant. I I, I think <laughs> I think th- th- thank you, Eric. I think that's the exact same joke we <laughs> made. Okay, we're now back down to two hosts on the. I, I know. I was about to say. I think you made the exact same joke we all did on Knights I, of Vader for that. So yeah. so, so so congratulations. You technically <laughs> now can host Knights of Vader. Hooray! Uh, uh, no, um, so, um, one, I'm going to say this, um, I, I, I'm going to say this, Dreamboat, I'm, I'm sorry, like, he took off the helmet, and I'm like, I'm in love with this character, I'm, I'm in love with this guy, he, he is great, he is the, he is the bee's knees in this episode, and I am on board, don't ever put on that helmet, and he kept it off for a while, so I was like, yay, um, no, he, he really great actor, apparently there's a lot of people from Deadwood, in this season and i've never watched deadwood 
So I have not either, and I've heard it's amazing. And I went there, and I kept hearing that like throughout the season. They're like, yeah. they're like, is this a Deadwood reunion? I'm like, I kind of want to watch Deadwood now. I, I'm I'm right there with you, but no, I I really enjoyed. Like I said his introduction, his character, and everything. The fact they had Boba Fett's armor, the fact how they explained it, and the crate dragon was really cool. It was it was a really great yeah. start to the season, and it was also great for anyone who had the worry of, oh great, this is going to be the Baby Yoda show, because right. he was there. He didn't do much, but yeah. and I, I I can't I can't remember if I mentioned that. I specifically brought that up, and I can't remember if we, it was on a different episode. Or if you and I were just talking, but I, I remember thinking I was like, and I, I mean, everyone loves Baby Yoda and I still do, but I was like, man, I really hope that now that they've made the second season after the popularity of Baby Yoda exploded, I was like, man, I really hope they don't turn it into the Baby Yoda show. And yeah, this, it alleviated my fears when he was basically just there kind of the beginning and then just kind of in the background and they really didn't focus on him. And I, I they, they, I think they did a good job. Um, they didn't really kind focus. of reassuring people. They didn't really focus on Baby Yoda for a while. Yeah. I mean, he, he was there. He just was kind of just doing stuff like in the he, background. And obviously, he's kind of moving the story forward, but like he wasn't the central focus of each episode. Um, it wasn't like he popped in and the audience started going yeah and all that kind of stuff like that. So yeah. they uh, they uh, they definitely did a, did a good job of that. But then when he was on screen, though, he was still adorable and and stole the show. But so. There's a big reveal at the end of this episode. Because we, of course, know Timothy Oliphant is not, or Car- Carvam is not Boba Fett, obviously. But then the reveal at the end of Boba Fett alive and on tattooing. I, I for the longest time, and I know that there is a big asterisk here because we all know how this season ends. I, for the longest time, was like, I hope that's all, all we get of him. Like I, I was, I was like, it, it was a cool reference. It was a cool little reveal. I hope that's all we get of him, because that, that that would have been cool. But then we got more of him, and I was, I, I immediately was like, okay, I regret saying that. But I'm, I'm just <laughs> gonna say this, and Ellie, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Did you know who that was from just the reveal, or did you have to have me explain it, or did you look it up? Are you talking about like that? That was supposed to be Boba Fett. Yes. Not, not necessarily when I was just watching it. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like there there are some deep cuts here in the series for for people who are fans of the Star Wars universe as a whole as opposed to just the movies because I mean I I knew it was him because I was like oh wait that's Tamara Morrison cool so that's Boba but to be fair when we get to the last episode you're an idiot but okay we'll move on oh yeah that <laughs> I stand by that. Oh, okay. I stand by that, and I will explain later. Okay. Um, no, I mean it, it. It was. It's cool because, like I said, we're about to talk about Bo Katan showing up. Did you watch um, the Rebels and Clone Wars animated series? Oh, you didn't. We're not going to really do much explaining on who she is. Keep up with, with with what's going on. Like they didn't take time to stop and explain who people were or what stuff was, which I kind of enjoy because. This is this show I feel is great for the hardcore fans of Star Wars, but also it's good for the casual fans because then it kind of invites them to be like, why don't you look at the bigger universe that exists besides the movies? Because, Ellie, you, you mentioned that, that you wanted to watch Clone Wars now and uh, Rebels. Well, yeah, well, because Clone Wars, I got through season like four and yeah. then I never finished it, but it's been so long I wanted to just go ahead and start over 
Yes, and then watch Rebels, right? What, what about you, Eric? Do you have a drive now to watch? Or, or have you watched the other? I don't, I don't know if I've ever asked you that. Or if it's ever been brought no, up. So I, I have not watched either. I started Clone Wars, I believe. At one point, I liked it. And I just kind of... It was back when it was on Netflix before Disney Plus was actually a thing. Um, I watched the first few episodes and I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. And then I just never got around to it. And I know who Ahsoka was just because of just seeing her come up and then always it's because every every like few months i'm like i should watch those shows so but yes it actually now that they're all and they're all on disney plus and i think it's actually kind of smart because it's going to get people who haven't watched those shows to want to go back and watch them such as me like it's actually one of my i was just kind of thinking about it the other day i was you know sometime in the new year i might sit down and just make myself watch both of those so um yeah it's getting me it's getting me one it's getting me to want to watch those shows fully now yeah, and Quinn and I started watching the first episode today while you were gone. Oh, there you go. Awesome. Yeah. Good good to hear. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very happy with that. But um like a character like Bo Tan is someone that I mean, me me saying that name to either of you I don't think would probably ring a bell. I mean now it does, but prior to this if I was like, Oh Bo Tan, great great Mandalorian, you would have both been like, Huh? But that's the thing. It sets up these characters. And then, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm skipping over the Passenger episode unless anyone has anything to say about it aside from Baby Yoda genociding an entire race. Cause I mean, I have to say that was very funny. It was pretty cool. Heartless monster. Well, I, no, I mean, I am Slytherin. Mm. But um, I just... I don't know. It's kind of, I mean, he needs to eat too. And it was just funny. I don't know. I wasn't too uh drawn to the frog people so i was more worried about making sure that baby yoda had nutrients um but but i it was it was kind of it was it was fun though with the whole like um it's very remnant that episode is very reminiscent to a firefly episode um where they have to go and they kind of hide on a planet, and then it, oh, I don't okay. know. It just had it just reminded me of that. So I mean, I, I was like, was, I don't remember any of the characters from Firefly saying they're eating an entire no, trying no. to obliterate. I was talking about <laughs> them like hiding out from a, yeah. But anyway, from Trapper Wolf. <laughs> so anyway, yes. Um, so it was okay. It it felt like a, you know how like when you're watching a show when it's like a filler episode. I, okay, I understand the significance of this episode in the right. grand scheme of but things. But it kind of felt like that kind of episode. But it was a, this episode is, we have to get from point A to point C, and there's a point B that this has yeah. to take place on during. It, it, it showed growth for characters. It has effects later, but as watching it, it was just kind of, after the amazement of episode one, it was right. like a, it, it was a very quick cool down for me of like, oh. Uh, cool yeah i've seen i've i've seen the alien movies <laughs> um but no i mean i i like i said as for me and, and yes the the the, the see, season one has its its episodes too that some people don't like i didn't say i didn't like this one it's just kind of i i want them to get where they're going and i don't care about the journey right now is it important later yes as of right now no um eric i don't, I don't know if you had anything you wanted to throw in there on episode two or um, I, I liked it. I know I know a lot of people didn't like it. I know it felt like it was divisive. I felt like people either thought I either like were like you were saying, they just want to get there, um, or really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I kinda liked how it was almost like a bit of a horror uh movie at times and uh it reminded me a lot of Alien and uh no, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good I had a good time. So now 
we can move on to the I guess we are going to do an episode by episode sort of with this. Um, the heiress. Yep. <sighs> Love this episode. Love this episode. Loved everything about it. Loved the atmosphere. Loved the opening to it. Loved the the the. We got more Mandalorian. Loads of Mandalorians. Mandalorians <laughs> everywhere, and got a ton, a ton of backstory and a ton of world building. I loved it. Also, I know it's been said before, but Dank Farrick is my new favorite thing I need to say more often. And because this was the episode where it finally clicked it with me that I'm like, why do people keep saying that? Because he's it's it's said once or twice, I think, in season one. It's said in episode one of this season. Mando says it. And then Bo-Katan says it. And that's where I caught it that time. I was like. Why do people keep saying that? And it's basically a cuss word in in Star Wars. So I'm like, I need to introduce that into my like lexicon of saying stuff every now and then. Cause I, I'm I, I, I just love it. I, I love the introduction of like how he's a Mandalorian, how other Mandalorians view his former Mandalore. Like, there's so much Mandalore there's so much Mandalore for the Mandalorians in this. It is intense. And <laughs> I could seriously nerd out and go on for like an hour about this, but I'm going to try to restrain myself because um, I did find out some interesting stuff and like doing a lot of backstory reading on a lot of stuff, but it, it was really cool to see these characters from animation come into live action, being a part of this world that, that we fall in love with and everything and being physically there and um, Katie Sackhoff, right? I, I, I was about to say, I swear I'm going to say her name wrong and someone's going to be like, what's wrong with you? Um, I'm not a big Battlestar Galactica fan, if that shocks anyone. I'm just indifferent to it. Um, I know it's weird. It's something I should love. But I, I, I like her in this. And it's funny because everyone's like, oh, you should love it. I'm like, I like her in this. I don't care what else she's done, per se. But it was cool for her to reprise her role and be in this and everything. So it, it I, I loved it. I, I love seeing the other Mandalorians. Um, the one, um, it's not MMA fighter, the one wrestler chick is in here too that's snoop dogg's niece i think i think it's niece or cousin it's one of the two but yeah she's in here and everything it was very cool and then there's that one guy that like says two lines and then we also get the chew um the the one um imperial officer that wants to chew five gum how how does it feel to chew five gum who kills himself (laughs) i'm sorry there there was a uh, jerry makes that joke in the knights of vader facebook group and that ever since then has been the funniest thing to me in the world is how does it feel to chew five gum when the guy electrocutes himself but also, there's like five Deadwood people in this episode too. So that's true. Um, there's that. No, I I really liked it. It it brought more Mandalorians in. It brought out the fact that um that he's kind of a cultist like lunatic set of Mandalorians because there's apparently there's Mandalore the people, Mandalore the planet, Mandalore. There's an actual person apparently named Mandalore. Um. Because there's a reference that the armor says to, um, there, there's, you remember the songs of Mandalore the Great? I thought it was referring to, like, the, like, when, when the, when the planet was at its, like, height. No, it's, Mandalore the Great is a actual person in their, like, mythos and everything, or, that existed. So it's, like, huh. it's the weirdest thing in the world, and then on top of that, you've got born Mandalorians, adopted Mandalore, like, it's this whole weird thing, and... I just love how we kind of get like, okay, so they're extremists, you know, they never take off your helmet. And we kind of get later on in the season, 
he starts being he's willing to sacrifice stuff to save the ones he loves yeah which that's how it ties back to the passenger episode is that frog lady is willing to do all this for the one she loves and to continue her you know people and everything and it shows that you know later on he learns from that and everything anyways i don't know if you guys have anything on this episode um i'll say as someone who does love Battlestar galactica i am loves katie sackoff from her role as starbuck and that it was awesome seeing her and um yeah, it was it was great. I mean, basically, I feel like uh, Bo-Katan and Starbuck are kind of the same character, just in different universes. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, they gave me a similar vibe. Yeah, very similar vibe. But I don't mean that in a bad way because yeah. I love Starbuck and I love Bo-Katan. So it was very cool seeing her. And it was almost like it, it's it's like the equivalent of seeing like a Star Trek actor in a Star Wars movie. Something like that. Like just seeing this crossover like of kind of really big sci-fi universes. Um, although I guess Battlestar is not quite as big as Star Trek or whatever, but still, um, it, it, cause she did the voice of Bo-Katan in the yes. cartoon as well, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that's what I thought. And, uh, so it was great that they got her to be, um, the actual live, live action, uh, characters. So I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, and it was a great episode in general. Like it was just, it was action packed. It was definitely one of those edge of your seat kind of uh, episodes. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was an awesome, especially coming off of last week, which, as much as I said I did like that episode, it was very, like, it wasn't quite as up-key, I guess. Like, this one was, like, I mean, that was more, like, scary. But this was more, like, edgy, like, yeah, 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 let's go shoot some bad guys and stuff like that. So, I loved it. It was great. Ellie, any opinions yay. on... Oh, go, go ahead, Eric. Oh, no, I just said, yay. No. Ellie, any more opinions on on Chapter 11? No. By Ares? Oh, by the way, uh, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. So, take that, anyone who hated... Yes. Her um, episode from last season, which I know everyone hated, which was the one where they went to the planet and they had the um, ATST, and I actually love that episode. I love that episode. Uh, my only that criticism, is... my only criticism for it is you could take the cast of Star of um not Star Trek. I'm just, we're just gonna keep saying Firefly because it's so easy. <laughs> if you took the cast of Firefly, put it in there, it's the same episode. I'm pretty sure there's an episode of of Firefly somewhere that they basically go to the planet and train Well, and them. that's, I think... But that's, but that's a trope. That, I, that's yeah, a trope I was going to say, that, I think that's why I love this show so much is it does have a lot of that feel that I got from when I watched Firefly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, 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 so take that because I know a ton of people like did not like her previous... And I'm like, I, I had no problem with it and this one was a great like when people were like, I love this episode. <coughs> <I'll be> like, <coughs> uh, hmm? Uh, Phil Rude. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Phil Rude. Hey, take that, Phil Rude. Um, I don't think he's caught up with Mandalorian, or else I would have tortured him by bringing him on here. Um, <laughs> or I could just brought him on here for us to explain the episode. Speaking of which, the next episode, The Siege, directed by Carl Weathers, and uh, also featured in the episode is Space Carl Weathers. So I think this is the only episode he very appears in this season too. Was he not at the end of the? I guess yeah. You're right. You're right. It was just that. Yeah, I think he's only in this episode. Uh, Cardoon floats around a lot in this yes. season. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, but Space Carl Weathers is kind of only in there for I think this episode, and um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's only this episode. Um, this one, I know, brought up a lot of questions with people. Also, it brought up the dreaded man. I mean, not not Mandalorian. The dreaded Metaclorians was vaguely referenced by a term. When they said has a high M count, so yeah, huh? Um, but there's some cloning or something going on. There's some experiment going on that I don't think we still we still don't know what it is. 
and I know a lot of people think it's one thing, and I am saying, I'm taking a firm stand saying it's not. Because not the thing that connects us to the, the new trilogy? I don't want it to be, because I'd like to think that um, Palpatine trying to clone himself or all these clone things or stuff like that was a better kept secret than having some random outpost somewhere in the galaxy doing this. I just like to think they were trying to just do random weird Imperial experiment stuff. Or yeah. that, because we still don't know what Gideon's up to. By the end of the season, we still don't know what he's yeah. doing, aside from he needs the, the blood of the child. So, I don't know. It, it, it's left up in the air. And I'm going to say this for anyone who wants to go watch um, Clone Wars or uh, Rebels. Dave Filoni is really notorious for not tying up all the loose ends in shows, because he wants to leave them hanging for his next shows. So... <laughs> Who knows if we're going to get conclusions to some of this stuff. But no, I I, I like that there's a mythos being built. I like um, story and everything in, in this episode. I I, I kind of like that, that we don't have the child. The, 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 the child kind of gets sidelined for a little bit so we can have Mando, Mando, and um, Cara Dune, Cara Dune everywhere. So that, that, that was great. Um, and, and just kind of touch back on this planet that I guess we navarro that that we i guess we're supposed to fall in love with question mark oh also i forgot to mention in in the air we we get the name drop of ahsoka and the go finder so but th- this th- this this was a night in be- nice in between to get what was going on with the empire and because his ship was so broken and yeah so i don't know i, I really like this episode <laughs> it's not as broken as it will be hey, too soon <laughs> Too soon. Um, I don't know. What, what are your guys' thoughts on this episode? I mean, I know L.A. loved it because it had plenty of Cara Dune. Yes. I know Berg loved it because it had more space Carl Weathers than he can take. Of course. And Cara Dune. And space Carl Weathers. And, yes. Oh, and um, oh, go, go ahead with, with your um, SNL introduction. With my SNL introduction? Yeah, Horatio Sands. Oh, that's right. Oh, how did I forget? Horatio Sands. That's right. I forgot he's Fishman. Yes, he is. <laughs> Which I did not realize until after that episode. I was like, I was like, I was just looking at the credits and I saw Horatio Sands and I go, who the heck was Horatio Sands? Like, Wait, he was the fish guy from the first, the yep. first scene of the, of the whole season, of yep. the whole series. Uh, I had no idea. I, I'm sorry. I, I keep forgetting that that, that that you do that every now and then. The Horatio Sands. Sands. But why I know, I'm just waiting for, um. Kevin Nealon to be on the episode because <laughs> he's the favorite one, my favorite one to say in uh, in the SNL announcer voice. So. But I mean, ha- having him come back was cool too. Um, yeah, yeah, I didn't mind it. Okay, there is one. I, I'm sorry, I just want to get one more scene out that I thought was super cool, and then immediately I was like, okay, that's the, the everything's back to normal. So when the speeder bikes come out of the base. And they're, like, doing that cool, like, jumping, going down the side of the mountain. I'm like, wow, speeder bikes are cool. These guys yeah. actually look awesome. And then they immediately wreck and destroy themselves. I'm like, all oh, right, they're stormtroopers. <laughs> like, it's it, it's such a well-shot and cool-looking thing. Like, when the one like ju- when they jump and they're like, I'm like, oh, And then they wreck. I'm like, okay, never mind. They're stormtroopers. I forgot. My bad. My bad, everyone. But, no, I mean, I, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. I, I handed it off to you guys and then took it back. Um, Ellie, aside from making Lego noises, any thoughts? That is a very soothing noise for me, so I do apologize. It's very awful for the listeners <laughs> at home, I bet. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, 
No, I I liked it. It had some fun moments, and um, I, I actually did enjoy Fishman a lot. He he kind of gave a great comedy relief just to... <laughs> I know his name isn't Fishman. I just was keeping it going there. It's Horatio um, Sands. <laughs> um, but just the whole, like, back and forth, and he's like, no, I'll stay here, and then, oh, oh okay, I'll come. Okay. You know, the whole, like... That type of comedy, I just, between him and um, Dune was Mithril, really funny. by the way. Huh? Mithril. Mithril, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I liked the banter between the two of them, and he, um, you know, was somewhat helpful, and uh, so it was fun. It was enjoyable. Any more thoughts, Berg? Nope. Moving on to my favorite episode this season, and I... I mean, I I got so many, but th- this this one was the one where I discovered an interesting fact that the episodes release at 3 a.m. on Fridays. I have to be up and at work normally by 6 a.m. for my job. <laughs> Recently, though, due to, of course, the season that it is, um, they were having us come in at 4 a.m., which means I had to be up by 2 a.m. Well, this particular Friday, I had to be in at 6 a.m., but still woke up at a... I'm going to be in there at 4 a.m. time. So I was up, kind of sitting there down the stairs because I couldn't go back to sleep. And I realized, wait a second, I can watch this episode before I go to work. (laughs) And that way I can go through the entire day, no spoilers, no nothing. This is perfect. And I am so glad this is the episode that I chose to watch early and get it out of the way. And... I have a thing to where apparently I need to watch samurai film, old samurai films, and um, westerns because this show has pointed out to me that I love all the aspects of it. Maybe it's just the space part that I get really a big thing out of, but man, this this episode, the Jedi, is so cool. Yeah. I I I've I've liked Ahsoka a lot. And I know I've come off as hating her before. I know there's there's recording somewhere of me bashing on her. But the later incarnations of her, like later seasons of Clone Wars, Rebels, the books, stuff like that, introducing her later on. I don't like her introduction. I don't like her early on, but I like her as she grows up later because I think she develops into a better character. And man, seeing her in live action, seeing her basically be a force of nature against these this 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 band of misfits that she's going up against was awesome i was just like oh and it's it's very obvious everything like like you would basically take this and there's shot for shot cuts from i'm sure some samurai movie i know somebody's like oh it's this one or this one like hidden fortress or something i'm just saying ones i know off the top of my head but i know i'm probably wrong on it but it was oh my gosh the cinematography everything about this episode was amazing i loved it loved it i'm sold on the ahsoka series and I really, <laughs> really want what the Tarvis they have because they had the thing where she ignites her lightsabers into each other and pulls them apart. Oh, they they, they, they had a Tarvis design for the cups yeah, of that. And, and she also <laughs> does that in the Rebels series too. She ignites her lightsabers where she like puts them together and pulls them apart as they're igniting. Oh, it's so cool. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Someone else talk, please. I just feel like this is slowly <laughs> turning into me just nerding out and not having to be critical of this like I do on another show. Well, um. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
Oh, no, no, no. You, you first. You first. I was just going to say how freaking adorable it was when they said his name. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, sorry. I forgot. We get the child's yeah, actual so name and other get, stuff. <laughs> yeah, we little, get... Little, little thing. Yeah. So we get the name of the child and... Grogu. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just can't. When he calls him by his name, it was so cute. And I, I thought the whole pulling the um, top of the gear stick out of his pocket and using that as inspiration was kind of obvious that that's where they were going with that. Um, but but it was really neat, and it did show that connection that the two of them have. Um, that's a bad connection. That, that's bad. <laughs> Jais can't have connections I, like yeah. that. But it, it just... Um, I, I liked that part of it. I think it was nice to kind of be in the middle of all the action. I like those kind of moments. I think that's what's really great about this show is they stop to take those moments and it's not all about, which obviously the scenes are really cool, the fight scenes and everything, but I like that it has the tender moments in it too. And I have to say, and I'm not going to say, I can't remember what it's called, but that Beskar stick Whatever the spear. It's, just yeah. the best it's, 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 it's a spear. That that was really awesome, and it was neat to see that fight between Ahsoka and I can't remember what the other lady's name was. I think it's like the. I know she has a name. Yeah. But. Um. But that that is um. Elsbeth. El, El, yeah. Yes. Um. And of course, you know, her mentioning her master, Grand Admiral Thrawn, which you then had to tell me like 50 yeah, I million had to... things about him after Well, I no, said it's something. funny cause, um, because I had to tell you 50 million <laughs> things about him because one, he's a big part of the Rebel show, big part of like old Star Wars canon, but now he's like involved in a new part of Star Wars canon. And man, I, I, and once again, that's another thing. Me watching, I'm like, oh, man, that's a big drop, name drop there. You and Eric watching, did that mean anything to either of you? Ellie already expressed yes, yes, the... Did. Okay, yes, cool. Did. Now, does it mean something to you because of the old series of books, or are yes. you familiar? Okay. Yes, I, I knew who he was from the old books, and I knew that he had been... But I knew he had been brought into the cartoons, yes. but I didn't know to what extent. So I, But I knew, but as soon as I saw that, I was like, man, they're totally pulling him in. Straight up, I'm like, oh wait a second, he was in the cartoon. So okay, this yes. isn't the first time they're acknowledging that, but still, yeah, no, it, it it definitely meant something to me, and I'm excited for that. Yes. So one, okay. Also, a side note: if you want more from that, check out the um, latter seasons of Rebels. He's bigger into that. Vader's kind of the antagonist in the beginning. He's kind of the antagonist near the end. I'm not gonna tell you what happens, but there is definitely a reason she's searching for him still, which is. Very interesting. Um, no, he's he's a great character. He's a great villain. He's he's like a, a just awful empire garbage stuff. So, no, I mean, I, I like I said, I love this episode. I'm um. um uh, so anyway, I so I, I realized I just hadn't gotten to talk at all about this episode. No, no, um, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, it was like it went to Ellie, and then it went back to you, and I'm like waiting Wait. for a cut, and then you kept going. You gotta anyway, reel him um, in. <laughs> I know, I know. When it's when it's Star Wars, I'm I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, holy crap, we still have like half a season. <laughs> um, so I am a huge Akira Kurosawa fan, famous Japanese director, famous for his samurai movies, and his influence was seen in the original, in A New Hope, when it first came out. He and and George Lucas says like he is he was an inspiration for Star Wars, and it has been ever since. And you can totally see the influence 
of Akira Kurosawa on this episode in particular. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was so great. The cinematography was, I think that this is by far in terms of cinematography, the best episode of the season. Like it just looks, every shot was so carefully planned out and choreographed to look as absolutely stunning as possible. And they knocked it out of the park. And, uh, the, especially uh, Ahsoka's fight, uh, yeah, and it just was so good. It was choreographed so well, and just looked really cool. Um, I loved it. And one tiny little thing that I just loved in the episode, I loved when she sliced the. I, this is just such a minor thing, but when she sliced the giant bell in half, and it just fell and went boom. I don't know why, but I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I love that, but it just stuck with me. So yeah, I, I had to mention that. Anything um, else I like about that has been mentioned. I know that this is something the fan base is. Divi- I mean, they're, they're positive, but I, I, I will see the nitpicks on this. Uh, live action, Ahsoka's look, yay or nay, Ellie? Yes. Uh, Berg. Yay. I'm, I'm with it too. I'm like, I'm glad they went with more. And yes, this is something that they do more in this series than others. They went with a more, um, like actual. Like not not something digitally added to her, but something that she's physically wearing. So it, it looks, yeah. I think, will age better. I think it looked great. I love the white lightsabers. Like I said, I loved everything about this. I'm excited for the Ahsoka series, and thank and, and thank you for um for 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 get, getting getting the alley oop there and slam dunk on the um Kurosawa because I could not remember the name for some reason. I'm like sitting here, I'm like <laughs> hidden temple, hidden fortress, something. I'm like I oh, I know there's a name that I should be saying right now, and I'm not getting it. So thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. the next episode, the tragedy. So this one was spoiled for me. This one was 110% spoiled for me. I knew Boba Fett was going to be there. I knew, um, uh, what's her name was going to, uh, Fennec was going to be there. I knew slave one. I, I had somebody spoil this for me very quickly, very instantly. It really stinks sometimes when you're a moderator of a Facebook group that is solely star Wars discussion <laughs> and you see every notification that comes through because <laughs> that's basically what got me was there was like spoiler threads up and there was a picture and it sent me a notification. I'm like, Ugh. and it was of slave one. And then the next picture that got sent was of the two of them. And I'm like, Ugh. the spoiler thread. I, I being not a mod in that group. Um, yeah. I fortunately don't get notifications, but well, no, I do get some, but I, I don't get push notifications, but I was looking and I saw the spoiler thread, but I immediately like went by it. But I'm glad because after I watched the episode, I went back and like, even though it said spoiler thread, like big spoilers were just still like there, and I was yeah. like, "Well, this yeah. is dumb." <laughs> I, I I love the Facebook group. I love it to death, but it's like yeah. it, there is there is a distinct disadvantage every now and then of stuff like that. Um, I love this, and that's, and that's part of like a Facebook issue too, like yeah. the way like it was like spaced out. Whoever posted did it properly, but then it's like all those spaces that Facebook just took them out, and was like, "Oh, cool." Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Damn you, Mark Zuckerberg, exactly. I loved. I, I I know I've had a different opinions on Boba Fett and everything. Boba Fett in one foul swoop won me over to being in love with him again. In before he even put on the armor, just him with the gaffy stick was yeah, oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. Um, was so great, and um, yeah. I know we're skipping over like talking about like. Oh, they need to get in contact with another Jedi and stuff like that. But since we know where this ends, I feel like that's not even a, that it's a moot point for me. Um, but no, get, getting getting Fennec's return that she's alive, getting a confirmation that that sound last season was Boba Fett finding her, and then getting his return with like, like I said, I think the gaffy stick was the best. I mean, yes, yeah, seeing him in the armor was great, but seeing him with the gaffy stick was 
awesome. Just him just taking out stormtroopers. Because apparently the the best thing to do against stormtroopers is just physically damaging them. Because <laughs> the, the armor beat the crap insane. out. I, I think every season they just have one person beat the living crap out of stormtroopers with just conventional, like, like just punches and stuff like that. Because, man, last season was awesome and this season was awesome. And then, of course, he gets the armor um, and then goes to town on him with that, too. And, and, and you don't want to mention that you're excited because now you can cosplay as him if, with his if dad I do bod. not lose if I do not lose weight, I have a perfect Star Wars costume I can do, and I do not have to lose a pound because I can be Dad Bod Boba Fett. Yes, very easily. <laughs> so I'm very excited for that. So I, 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 like I said, I fell in love with Boba Fett instantly, and I I need to show Ellie this, but also Eric, you should check this out. The, you you remember Robot Chicken? Everyone does. Um, of course. There's there there's the there's the hallucination thing where he comes out of the Sarlacc pit and it's got um what's his name doing the voice of course for him um the 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 guy from the live action Garfields I cannot remember his name oh uh, Bill Murray no 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 oh wait no that wasn't why did I say live action <laughs> Garfield um it's not Bill Murray it's it's somebody I was else like, man that was a big gift uh no it's it's um it's it's one of the two um. Breckenmeyer, there we go. Um, oh, okay. it's, it's it's him doing the voice of Boba Fett, and he gets out of the Sarlacc pit, and he's like, "Oh, Boba Fett's back!" Pew pew pew, and it's it links up perfectly with a cut somebody did of him in live action, where they're doing that as the voiceover instead. So check check out like Robot Chicken versus live action or something. I think they have it somewhere, but I'll show Ellie and I'll probably send you the thing afterwards. It's very funny. Um. No, I just wanted to throw that out there real quick. Uh, Ellie, actually, no, Berg first, because he, he pointed out he almost got skipped, so I'm going to avoid that happening this time. Ellie, you'll get skipped. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I love this episode. It was great seeing Boba Fett um, for such a such a storied and fan-favorite character as he is. I mean, he doesn't really have that much screen time. And as a kid, I loved Boba Fett. But then, yeah, I, you know, the older I got, I was kind of like, Boba Fett didn't do much. He got knocked into a damn uh, <laughs> Sarlacc pit. He was kind of lame. The only reason I really still like him was because of what I'd read in like Tales of the Bounty Hunters and stuff like that. Uh, and, ex- and, ex- and then like in Shadows of the Empire, he had a big part. Everything like yeah. that. Like that's why I liked him. It was but it was this, everything off screen is why exactly, you loved him. <laughs> exactly. It was it was it's that exactly. So this totally in terms of what was on screen, re- you, just like you said, totally redeemed him. He was very cool. You're right. The, just the fact that he was hitting them with the gaffy stick wasn't enough. The fact that you saw their armor shattering. Um, <laughs> j- I mean, because because whenever they get hit with a blaster, they just they they fall over, and that's about it. The fact that you're seeing their armor shatter just shows you just how forceful and brutally he is going after them, which is just awesome. It was very cathartic uh, after just everything going on during the season. So. Um, <laughs> I thought it was really great. Uh, I was glad Fennec was back. I liked Ming Nguyen, and I thought she was very cool. Uh, I liked seeing her her mechanical guts uh, moving around. And, yeah, uh, I just want to throw yeah, out. I thought it was a great one. Ellie asked me about that. I'm like, yeah, they, yeah, just just don't worry about it. They they just show it, and then that's the explanation for yeah. They gave her mechanical guts. So I don't know. I really don't know. And it was weird. It was it was very, it was kind of weird though. She just kind of opened it up and like boom, there it was. I'm like. Shouldn't that have, like, a protective thing? Because it looks like it was just sort of, like, you could reach in and, like, play around. And I was like, that's kind of weird. But, okay, whatever. <laughs> I, you know, so, some Star Wars stuff, I'll sit there and detail, like, 
really critique and everything, but this particular thing, I'm like, eh, whatever. <laughs> Moving <Exactly>. on. <laughs> Ultimately, it's like, whatever. She, she's got that little flap. It's got, it's got Velcro on it for easy access. So yeah. It's all good. Ellie, your, <laughs> your thoughts on this episode? Um, well, I mean, I think you know, definitely. I, I mentioned how cool that was with Boba Fett and, and his stick. Um, I thought that was so B.A. Um, I just... That was like one of my, I think, favorite parts of the episode was just him just completely going crazy on them. Um, you know, I it was neat to see her come back too. I, mm-hmm. I liked her in the first series, the first season. And um, everyone's like, "Oh, she was wasted. They didn't use her that much." I'm like, "There, I don't think she's gone." Yeah, yeah, I right, and and so, but it was it was neat to see her back too and kind of being um, his right hand woman kind yeah. of thing. So I, I was, that episode really got me excited for like the rest of the season because, you know, they were going to all be together and, until the child was safe. So I knew we we're going to get him for longer. So. Oh, yeah. and then of course it ends with uh, Car- Cardoon and everything. Yes. Being, um, well, get, getting her to recruit Space Bill Burr um, to, to join them and everything. Um, here's the interesting side note. I, I mentioned a Lego thing earlier. Or Ellie mentioned a Lego thing earlier. Berg mentioned a Lego thing earlier, I think, too. Um, I got the Slave 1 as a gift from Ellie. The, 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 the Slave 1 Lego set. And I think we got it the very week that this episode aired. Because I, I was with you when we stumbled across it. Right. And... Um, when it was that amazing price. There was a big discount on it. It was the last one left, and she was basically like, so you're going to know about me getting this because I don't want to lose an opportunity to get this. It was such a good deal. <laughs> it, it was a real good deal on it. So yep. now I have the Falcon. I have the I have that. Now I just need the Razor Crest. But I, I technically have those. So I was like, and I put it together earlier today, so there's a picture of that, and I'll get a picture of it finished. But no, it was it was cool to see Slave 1 again and everything. And it was cool because I was like, I got the Lego for it. Yay! Before Yay. everyone goes crazy and tries to find it now. But I guess the last thing we need to mention is I could technically get the um, the Razor Crest for pretty cheap if I just buy a box of Legos and then blow them up. Right. And, True. yeah, um, R.I.P. Razorcrest. Still want the Lego, though, but, yeah. Did, did not see that coming. Just throwing that out there. I don't know about you guys. And miraculously, though, he found the ball from the gear ship. I, I appreciate, like, okay, the best score makes sense. The ball from the gear shift makes sense only out of a writer's room thing of, eh, he finds the ball somehow. Physics and everything else in the universe does not explain how that how you discovered that again. <laughs> the, but. So I, I, I heard one thing. I did hear one thing online, but I'm going to save it for after we talk about the final episode because it has to kind of do with something probably possibly beyond that. So okay. we'll get back to that. So I'll, hopefully I'll try to remember to do that. And if not, then whatever. Because the next episode I think is going to be a very short discussion. Um, yes. We got Space Bill Burr. We got them having to do a heist to get um, information. It was a cool episode. It was cool. But it was iconic that he took his helmet off, though. It Here's, okay. I'm just Here's saying. a very, 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 very complicated opinion. I understand. It shows that he's making a sacrifice to save the child. But it robs him taking the helmet off later, in my opinion. I, I think it's slightly right. about this. Mm-hmm. I have gone back and forth about whether I wanted him to do it or not, and actually, I 
have a reason why I'm actually glad he did do it during this scene. But let's come back to that afterwards because okay. it has to do with something in the next episode. But I, I actually went back and forth a lot. I was like, would it have been more compelling during that part in the next episode? But I'm now glad he did it in the scene too. And we'll get to that. Well, the thing that irritates me is the whole reason Space Bill Burr won't go do it is because he's like, oh, the, the officer will recognize me. And then the officer comes up to talk to to um Din and he just runs up and talks to him then. Like it's no big deal. And I'm like, this is the exact like why I'm, ah. I mean, I understand narratively why they had to do it, but like I said, I feel it robs it. I'm sure Eric's gonna change my opinion. This episode is cool because it sets up some cool stuff. Uh Space Bill Burr's free again. Um there's there's a lot of cool mythos stuff. Um New paint job on Boba Fett. They are coming out with the helmet repainted. I want it. I want that repainted helmet because it's very cool. I do love how it's like, we got to go save the kid. We got to go immediately do this. And Boba Fett's like, hold on a second. I need to get a new paint job on my armor. Um, oh, and it also had the return of the seismic charges from um, episode two. So that was very cool. Um, overall, yeah, we get some Cardoon stuff. Yeah, we get Phoenix stuff. Um, we get a great clone joke, which I loved to no yeah, end, where, where they're all sitting there and it's like, oh, I can't, you know, they're, they're after me, they're after me. And then, um, he makes the comment of, I think they'd recognize my face. And I'm like, ha ha, mm-hmm. clone humor. I get it. Um, I, I, I did like the scene where they were discussing in the mess hall. Yeah. Oh yeah. I did yeah. like that scene. Um, when he's telling uh, the story about the war, is that what you're talking about? About yeah. uh, Project Cinder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was so cool because it was so... T- it reminded me of something out of a Tarantino movie, almost. Like, it reminded me of Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. When they're having a conversation, and it's a very, like... It's in, it's intense, but, like, it's sort of like a, a slow boil, and you know shit is about to go down. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, you don't know when it's going to go down or how it's going to go down. But the conversation, like, the, the dialogue is very... Uh, Tarantino-esque, and it's not how it's not normal conversation, but that's what kind of gets you, gets your that's how it gets its claws in you. And uh, I just thought that whole scene was super intense, and, yeah. and then how it played played off was great. But I love that conversation, and, and then uh, the fact that the imperial officer had like a southern drawl, which that uh, is random. <laughs> So that, we have a space Boston and a space deep south. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Here's the thing: most imperial officers in the series have been portrayed as British, British. accents. Mm-hmm. So this is really weird that there's one with a southern accent. Also, yeah. do you know what Project Cinder is? I Burke. read about it afterwards. Okay. Ellie, do you know what Project Cinder is? Not at the time. So you must have not played the rest of uh, Battlefront 2. Uh, this was something that was put in... in You're Battle- acting like I've played that at all. <laughs> so in Battlefront 2, of course, it's taken place. You're in the Empire. You're... you're playing as the empire and everything after the basically after after endor the emperor had a plan in place to where if he basically i guess didn't check in enough there's a plan that way went in place which was the cinder thing which is basically the empire waging war on itself to to eradicate the weakness within it because if they allowed the emperor to die the the empire shouldn't exist or the weak part of it shouldn't exist so basically they were burning their own planets and destroying their own stuff to like try to basically one eradicate any weakness within them and two basically kind of demoralize both the rebels and anyone else in the same it's 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 a weird and weird and 
plan, but I love that it was brought up and referenced again. Like I said, this is great because as a Star Wars nerd, I when I heard that, I immediately perked up and went, oh. So one, they're keeping that canon. Two, cool reference. So, no, I, I like that. Like I said, th this episode, some people are like, eh, about it. I was like, okay, I understand we need to do this, but let's move on to... Oh, fi final thing. The speech at the end, which is a mirror of the speech that uh, Moff Gideon gave him yeah. in the... Was perfect. I loved it. It was awesome. Great. I'm excited for the last episode of the season. And let's move on to that now. So, we are at... Me hitting the wrong button. The rescue. So, woof, woof, woof. Um, I did not get this one spoiled for me. I got to watch it early and everything. And um, I guess we'll talk about the big reveal. But no, th this was a great episode. I, I love the um, the them going in the whole plan and everything. Um, I love the interaction between Boba Fett and Bo Katan and all that. Like. Yeah obviously the Mandalorians as a people have a lot of problems they need to work out first, but man, I love the, the, the digs at Boba Fett they got in of like the, I've heard your voice a thousand times before and, and the whole, you're, you're not, Oh man. I was like, man, uh, and I, I hope season three like touches more on like what's going on with Mandalore, like the planet, not the, and I guess the planet and the people because they, they've set up a lot of stuff and it's like, so what's going on with the actual planet? Because, um, I'm, I know it's basically destroyed, but so you guys, like, what what's going on there? Um, right. So I loved all that. Loved the fights. The dark troopers were... <sighs> yeah, he fought one and got his shit rocked for the most part. But, I mean, in the end, they were kind of useless against the Jedi, so... <sighs> um, the... <laughs> The girl power fight was cool, having having them all run through and everything. Um, I'm going to get this out of the way. The gun jamming is weird because it's lasers, but at the same time, I'm only bringing this up because it was brought up in the Knights of everything, and we discussed it way too long. I'm like, it's, it's whatever. It, it, it just had to have a point where the gun jammed or didn't work. So one, Gina Carano could bash something and make it work again because that's cool and that's something, you know, the badass heavy does in, in every, you know, thing. And um, also to give... Um, Fennec a chance to, you know, have, have them be like, yeah, girl power, helping each other out. So, I, I've, I've talked about everything up until the point of spoiler territory, so, or, or I guess the final reveal. Ellie, I'm going to go to Eric. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, okay, if we're talking up until that point. I thought it was a good episode up until that point. I think showing him struggling against just one dark trooper shows just how powerful they are but then also goes to show you how powerful a certain someone is who shows up after the point we're getting ready to talk to. Um, I, they were cool, though. They were very imposing. Uh, you know, as someone who has complained about visual effects, I thought they were very well done. Um, I thought it actually had some weight behind it, and they didn't go to, like, everything's moving around. Whoa! Like, no, 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 no Jar Jar. They had weight behind them. Yeah. Uh, I believed they were there. Uh, there was wasn't Jar Jar Binks looking like he was a, a computer animated character just slapped on a you know in, in, in front of uh, someone. Uh, I thought it was great. I thought it was very action packed. Um, it was really good. I didn't know where the episode was going to go, and then the point of no return. So all right, so we're up to that point with you and me, Ellie. 
get to that point. Yep. You liked it? Yeah. No, no, no other comments. No. No girl power. I mean, you you already you already talked about it. You can't say I, I agree with what you said. Okay, so <laughs> an X-wing shows up. Cardoon gets her. Oh, good, an X-wing. We're saved. I had a moment. I had a very quick moment where I thought it was somebody else. And I'm going to admit this on here, and I've already admitted it on Knights of Vader. As much as I love this show, I despisingly get irritated with Dave Filoni sometimes. And I swore, I was like, oh god, it's going to be Dave Filoni's Trapper Wolf character, like, leading a, like, (laughs) rebel incursion on there, or something. Like, I seriously had that thought go through my mind of that. And then I was like, wait a second. No, it's... <gasps> so, that... that I didn't even... I, I didn't immediately go to Luke. I went to, oh god, they're really doing this. And they're going to save, like, the Jedi stuff for next season. Well, in me, I, I the whole time was like, that's obviously Luke. But I'm like, no, it's not Luke. And I'm like, yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> I was just kind of going back and forth silently, of course, in my head. I, I got to actually watch her watch this part. And it was <laughs> it, it was great. She's sitting there like, it's like, no, it can't be. And I'm like, I don't know, Ellie. I mean, there's a, there, there, there's a gloved hand. It's a green lightsaber. <laughs> that like, lightsaber looks real be. familiar. I was like, what? And then they showed his face and I'm like, what? I just kept screaming, <laughs> what? All right, so Berg. Yeah. Your thoughts so, on this episode. Did you think it was Trapper Wolf? <laughs> yeah, I did not think it was Trapper Wolf. No. I as soon as I saw the X Wing, my first thought went to the um the two rebel uh yeah, that's, the two the new Republic guys and I was like, Oh yeah, it's gonna be those well, that's, guys. What are they gonna do? That's 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 who Trapper Wolf is. He's the he's oh, one so of those two guys. Yeah. yeah. See I didn't even yeah. know. See I didn't even know. So okay, then I did think <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> so then I was just sort of like so yeah, they showed up and I was just like, Oh, it's gonna be those guys, but then as soon as uh Caridine was like, Yay, one next wing, we're saved. As soon as she said one X Wing, I went I immediately said, Oh my god, it's Luke. And then when it was just like, when the, <laughs> when I saw the hood, I'm like, That's Luke and then when you saw it in color and it was green and you saw the glove tan, I go, That's Luke. But then my my thought was gonna be, Okay, we know it's Luke. I I'm certain it is. I'm super crazy. I had goosebumps, I'm like who is it going to be playing Luke? Is it going to be Sebastian Stan, like yeah. a lot of people say? Are they going to do some of the aging stuff? You know, what are they going to do? Um, and then we're watching, and um, and I'd like to preface this by I've said on here before, uh, way back when, how I was having my my Apple TV is old enough that it doesn't natively have Disney Plus on it. So I what I do is I have the app on my phone and I stream it to my Apple Plus or my Apple TV. So I, I'm watching that way. Door opens. Look, mirroring, mirroring Vader and Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. And he walks in. It's epic. I'm like, what are they going to do? The hood comes off. You see his face. I'm like, what the hell? Video stops. Oh! I go, what? I go, what? And it's like on the main menu. And I look at my phone, and someone from work is calling me. (laughs) And I go... Of all the mother leaping times, <laughs> so I'm immediate, I'm just mashing the button on the side of my phone to just hang up on them. <laughs> I did not even care. I was like, why? Of all the times did you have to pick me to call about a stupid 
something or other. So I immediately went back in, and I mean, it's, it picked up right from there, and I got back into it. But it was just like, I was like, of all the places, what a way to like have the goosebumps down my back just immediately disappear and go, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and Emily was downstairs. She was, she was, um, she was doing some grading for, for, and uh, she's like, she came up a little bit later. She goes, were you cursing or something? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's a long story. So anyway, yes. But then when it got back in, um, and then it was, it was, it was super cool. And I said this when we had Ryan on a few weeks ago. Yes. I said, I freaking love R2-D2. And when he came rolling in, it was like that. Oh, yeah. I look, I've looked at reaction videos to this scene. Everyone flips out. There's something about R2-D2 coming in that is just sort of like it, get, it got everyone emotional. I don't know what it was, but it's true. When he came in, it was like there was just that was like the icing on the cake. And um, yeah, no, I just I thought from there on out to the end of the episode, it was just like it was great. And then, yeah, so I'll stop right there for now. No, I mean, I okay. So, big question, because I know that this has been a controversial point on the internet. Berg, I'm going to start with you. I'm actually not going to do this one first. Reaction to the effects used to give us a de-aged Luke. Since, uh, since, since, since you have established your place as the, um, the I guess, uh, effects expert on Zygnus. <laughs> the effects expert? Effects, um, yes, effects expert. Gross. Effects bird. I thought it was oh. a little wonky, but it was such a cool moment that I didn't care. All right. Ellie, did it affect you at all? No. Watching it several times. <laughs> um, if you Once again, because I've, I've said Tarkin never bothered me that much in Rogue One. I said if I sat there and stared at him intently knowing that it's that it's graphically changed, it bothered me, but... As just like a glancing, you know, quick shots and stuff like that, it did not bother me. The only thing that bothered me is he doesn't move his mouth. Like, he only really yes. moves his mouth. And my other complaint, and this is something very petty, and, I, and Zach's not here to contradict me on this, so I'm just going to freely <laughs> talk. Now, I hate that he's basically in the same outfit as he was in Jedi. It is six years later. I'm like, couldn't you have changed your outfit a little bit? Like something he different. Might, he might have just and, like happened to wear that that same thing that day. I mean, I'm wearing a shirt that I've worn a million times before, but they would have been, you know, like on the on the Zingus show that we're all actually a part of, and that, that you didn't know was actually like a show about our yeah. lives. People would be like, "Why is Berg wearing that shirt again?" It's like the same shirt he wore that one time. It's like I just happened to be wearing. <laughs> so, no, I, I, it's it's just it one of those. Day. <laughs> it, it, it's always laundry day when we record. Um, <laughs> no, I, I just want to say like I. I know from the, the the Zach comments that yes, it is a black robe as opposed to like a very dark brown one. Yes, the belt is different, but I'm like, I just for me, it's like, why is he still wearing that same thing? I know it's the iconic thing, and I know, I know, filthy casuals have to see him in the exact same outfit. But I'm like, he couldn't have had like stubble okay, or had a beard. So you're the reason why I don't like extreme Star Wars nerds. I'm just saying I would like to see I a mean, little bit of difference. They could have sold new toys. I mean, filthy casuals, get the hell that out is, of here. That is a Zach get comment. Get the I am, hell out of here. It's disgusting and it's racist towards people that like to watch Star Wars casually and I'm offended by it. Get it out of here. Okay, fine. Don't say it again on my show. <laughs> All right, I guess I that, second this. I, I, I guess that's banned on. I have been Thank overruled. You. Even even with my my extra votes I get as 
the namesake. Oh, no. I can't, don't even get that um, anymore. Excuse me, it's my namesake say, now too. There are three of us with that namesake. I changed my name legally. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, 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 who knows where the series is going to go now? Also, the helmet removal. I know Berg has a setup for this, so we'll we'll pay that off, I guess, in a moment or two. Um, yeah, I. I, I mean, yes, there, there's the Book of Boba Fett stuff at the end, but the, the it's just weird because the series, the, the season basically ends on a, so they're all standing in a room, an elevator door closes, and that's it. No clue what happens with Gideon. No clue what happens with the whole Bo-Katan staring down Din after he took the Darksaber and is now technically the ruler of Mandalore by Mandalorian lore. Mandalore. Um... <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's just like, I'm like, I don't know where this is going to go at all. And I guess Fennec is with Boba Fett going off and being in a book of Boba Fett, which I have found out since then is its own thing. It is not season three of the Mandalorian. So there is that Berg opinions on the helmet removal. Ellie, we'll, we'll get okay. your thing. And we'll, we will get your immediate response. So I definitely had right after the episode, I didn't know if I would have liked it better if he had saved it for then, or if I was glad he did it in the episode before. And ultimately, I'm glad he did it in the episode before. And let me explain this. So, all right, in the episode before, he had to do it. Not to say, like, he would have rather, in, in any other situation, I think he would have rather died than take it off. But he was doing that because he knew he had to do that to save the child. Yes. And it showed that, he, it showed the extent that he was willing to go to, to go against this creed that he's lived by for forever. And... It showed that he was able to do that, and he very—you could tell it was an uncomfortable situation for him the entire time. Like he looked uncomfortable and nervous, and like like he was naked, basically. Um, and I so when it got to the next episode, there was so much going on with Luke's reveal and the rescue and the goodbye. I oh. think had he taken it off for the first time, then it would have been too much. It would have been way too much at that point because everyone would have been like freaking out. So whereas the first episode, so in the previous episode when he takes it off, he's doing it to advance the plot and to show how much he loves his son. However, or, you know, his quote-unquote son. Because at that point, I basically consider Grogu to be his his son. Uh, but in this episode, it was taking it off was about closure. Um, it was about showing this, this child who he's been with for a long time, um, his real face. And I think it, at that point, it was showing that he was willing to do it on his own. He didn't have to take it off. And I don't even know if Rogu wanted him to take it off. But I think that that shows the fact that he was willing to do that on his own free will. That gave that more power than if he had done that. And there hadn't been any precedent other than taking it off in front of the IG, or whatever the IG droid was from last IG-11. So I actually, yes, thank you. I was like, I was like, no, it's not IG-88, but it was, it was one of those doubled up numbers. Um, so I, I'm glad he did it the episode before because I think it gives more weight and also allowed for some breathing room um, as we're coming off of the climax of the episode. Good argument, Berg. I, I, I like that you used that as a justification that there was so much going on that it would have been... It would have like, been too much. It, it would have been, if, if I may steal a term, too many cooks. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. Too many. Yes. Yeah, th- 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 thank you for that. Also... Um, to reference, you, you referenced, you know, like the Rogue One, Luke like like Vader, but also Din like Vader. The I want to look upon you the same with, with my own eyes. Right. That that sort of was being mirrored there too of him taking <clears> off the. If 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 they would have said the line, 
it would have ruined it, but it's it's the implication of like he's yeah. taking off the helmet. I don't know how Mandalorians see through that helmet. I assume it's Predator Vision <laughs> all the time. So I I guess it was just him taking it off to to look upon Grogu with his own eyes. Ella, your 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 thoughts on the helmet removal there? Yay, nay. No, I I kind of I like. I like the description of, of how um, Eric describes it as far as the timing. So, too many cooks? Yes. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I go with that one. All right. Cool. Um, I, I, I wanted to do some speculation stuff, but also we can, of course, save that for an entire episode on its own. If, if, if that's okay with you guys mm-hmm. for later. Because we we have talked for a while on this. Um. I, I will bring get... up my one point. Okay, that I was go ahead. Bring go up. ahead. It's just because I, I knew I you had one. The, yeah, I would save it for the speculation episode, but because I already mentioned it, so the whole thing about him finding the the, the, the gear ball. Yes, he doesn't I give it to a, him. He doesn't give it to him. But I have a feel. I have a theory that it was there, and it was a little bit of Deus Ex Machina because eventually, when Grogu makes his lightsaber, he's going to use that as part of it. <gasps> Oh, that was the universe's way of saying it's not just lost. Like that's the, that that is the bond. That's like a physical bond between the two of them. And eventually, Grogu, when he becomes a Jedi, is going to use that or a Sith. I don't know. But is it? <laughs> but when he uses when he makes his jet when he makes his lightsaber, that is going to be part of it. Um. Okay. Final that thing. That's why it was saved all that time. Final thing. I I said this before in the Knights of Vader thing. If if Luke before it was revealed if that was going to be Luke, I I said if Luke says him. Does that mean he is condemned to die at Kylo Ren's hand? No. You said no. Ellie, your thoughts? I don't know yet. Okay. Why did you say no, Eric? I think that... Um, because here's the other thing. I, I just got done saying, of course, he, when he becomes a Jedi, he's going to use to make his lightsaber. We don't know if he's going to become a Jedi. And I'm not saying he's going to become a Sith, but, I mean, we've already had it established that, I mean, he's 50 years old, and he's already been at the temple, and he's got this attachment. He might not be able to become a Jedi. You know, Luke might be like, you are too old. I mean, obviously, Luke didn't become a Jedi until he was way older than, like, even Anakin. But um, I think that it it could be that Luke is trying to keep him safe, but it's like, you know, because of your circumstances, I can't protect you. I, you know, I can't train you, but I can try and protect you. I can try and help you at least. Because what does he say? He goes, he, gives, he has great power, but without training, it's it's useless. Yeah. So at the very least, Luke might give him some training to try and get his powers under control, even if he doesn't think he can become a true Jedi. So maybe after some training, that's when he goes back with um, when he goes back with the Mandalorian. When he goes back with Den. So I'm thinking at that point he might... Because Den already says, I'll see you again one day, I promise. I think Den gets him and they're back together again before that all happens. All right. So a few things I want to point out real quick that are kind of established this season. One, they refer to Ahsoka as a Jedi. She technically isn't. Right. Because she gave up being a Jedi, but she is still a Force wielder. A very powerful one, mind you, but she's just a Force wielder. And she also didn't want to train because back during her day and age of training, that was the attachment stuff, stuff like that. Also, Luke pointed out that Kylo killed all of his students. It's like 15 to 20 years later that he would have been there, that that happened. Grogu might not have been his student at that point. He might have just been just off on his own by that point, being just a Force user. So... So that's so that's that's my theories and everything. But um, of course, let us know yours 
of course, on Twitter, Facebook, or wherever you can find stuff. Um, we're we're we're, we're going to wrap this up for today. I'm sure we'll we'll be back with some more Mandalorian stuff. We we got a ton of Star Wars stuff to look forward to, both on this show. On yeah, this we show. do. Uh, we got a ton of Marvel related stuff, but we still can't talk about that because somebody will not watch Endgame, Ellie. Well, maybe I'll have time now that Christmas is over. Good. Um, so we can talk about that. Um, quick thing. Uh, I watched uh, Wonder Woman uh, 1984. It was a movie. Um, Ellie, you watched Mulan. <laughs> Would it have been worth the money? Um, to watch it early. No. Did it? Did it have make a man out of you in it? No, I mean not not the. Like, did it have the song? Because it, it had one of the other ones. It had a couple of them actually. It did. Okay, because I walked by a few times. Yeah. And I heard it, and I'm like, mm. But yeah. But yeah, Eric, did did you watch anything that was previously supposed to not be released, but that is released now? I did. I watched Soul on Christmas. Oh yeah, there's the other one. And your thoughts yes. on that? I absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. Uh, definitely watch it. It is the most adult movie that Pixar has done. And when Ooh. I say adult, I don't mean cursing and stuff. But there is some some like cursing in it. Um, but it is a, a movie that I could totally see kids getting bored with. Um, it was a very existential movie, very philosophical movie, and it's one I feel like I need to go back and watch a couple times to kind of absorb some more of the message and what happened in it um yeah it's got some cutesy visuals and everything like that at times but the actual story itself kind of complex so uh your kids will probably get bored and want to go i want to see lightning mcqueen go boom 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 again but uh, if you would like a more adult refined uh pixar experience then i highly recommend soul all right um on that note where can people find more from you berg you can find me at Eric Berg and at Backlog Berg. Uh, you can, of course, find Zygnus wherever you find great podcasts. If you want to comment on stuff, go, of course, go to the Facebook group. If you want to hear me talk about Star Wars more, of course, go to Knights of Vader and uh, check that out. There's uh, we, we did every episode. I'm pretty sure I contradicted myself in several of these. But I'm almost positive I did call that it would be Luke because there's only so many people it could have been. And, yeah. So uh, go check that out. Um, and we'll be back next week with more nerdy topics. Yay. Back. Listening to a fourth hand joint.